Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. Yes, it has been a long time since um, I've done a podcast of some sort. Since the final day of the season against uh, Crystal Palace, where Liverpool had to ensure a victory to secure top four football and to secure Champions League football. Um, It has officially been, I'd say, almost two months since I've done a podcast, we are now in the pre-season, the off-season. And I just want to talk about um, all the things that have kind of happened since um, the end of the season up until today, uh, really. And just like... And also there's been some transfer news, which I think I said I was meant I was going to cover, but... Um, at the at the end of the last episode, but I actually didn't cover it. So we'll we'll get into all that. So the topics I'm going to be talking about today, obviously the one that's most recent, most fresh in my mind, the Jordan Henderson situation with the contract. I'm also going to be talking about Liverpool's preseason in general so far. I'm also going to be talking about Liverpool's new signing. Um, I want to talk about him a little bit, and um, yeah, just 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 the state of the club for now, yeah, and we'll get into all of that. So yeah, um, obviously, if you haven't heard today, a lot of reputable um Liverpool journals published the story, and also um David Ornstein who works for the Athletic. For those of you who've heard of the, the Athletic, um, they published the story this morning saying, Jordan Henderson contract talks with Liverpool have broken down. With the midfielder set to leave, no, with the mid, sorry, not set to leave, apologies. With the midfielder um, contracts expiring in 2023. So. That's caused quite a lot of outrage. That's caused quite a lot of WTFs. What are we doing? What are FSG doing? What's going to happen? And there's all this um, hysteria. And I just want to reflect my own personal thoughts on that situation about what I think. Um, Of course, when you read something like that, the first thing you do is react emotionally. I myself, when I've read that news, reacted emotionally because I'm like, Liverpool don't do this. You don't disrespect the figurehead of Liverpool, the one that keeps all the players close together, the one that creates the chemistry, the one that gets Liverpool going, essentially. Whereas the baton of being called Mr Liverpool was once Steven Gerrard and... He's passed, he's passed that baton on to Jordan Henderson, who in the last two and a half years, I'd say, has gone through second puberty as a footballer. The reason why I say second puberty is because he's in his second phase of his footballing career. Um, he signed for us 2011. That is 10 years ago. That is a very long time. It's been a while since Liverpool have had a servant that long. Arguably, Gerrard was the last who has been at the club for 17 years at the time. We now have Jordan Henderson, who is um, past the the 10-year mark. 
and yeah, the reason why I say second puberty is because we can all agree he's had his phases. Um, he started his career right, sorry, right mid. Uh, most of the time, being played that position, there's been times where young Jordan Henderson almost tried too hard to impress. Um, and that was the case when he was under Kenny Dalglish as manager 10 years ago. He just didn't really see the prospects of Jordan Henderson come to fruition, as we see, as we were told. As we, but, but one thing that Jordan Henderson did provide is sensational work rate. No matter, don't put ball playing abilities aside, his ability to graft and work hard for the team is undeniable. Um, and his first real hot spell came 2014, where under Brendan Rodgers, you'd say that um, if he wasn't suspended for the last three games of the season, Liverpool would have walked away Premier League champions back in 2014. We wouldn't hear this infamous Gerard Slip story. We'd, we, you, you wouldn't hear about the Crystal Palace collapse that happened um, and all the other stuff that ultimately led Liverpool just short of claiming their first Premier League title. Um, that was Jordan Henderson's first real spell. Through real hot spell, we're like, okay, now we see what Jordan is about. And then he had a period, the season after that, 2014 15 up until 2017. Personally, we can all agree that was probably Jordan Henderson's worst period as a Liverpool player. Again, Jordan Henderson went back to his beginning phase of his career where he's just playing things too safe, sideways, backwards. You weren't really seeing Jordan Henderson thrive the way you wanted him to thrive, like that that 2013-14 season. And he still got important goals, don't get me wrong. The goal against Manchester City, that was a crucial moment. The goal against Chelsea, where he whipped in a 35-yarder at Stamford Bridge. He's always scored some some, uh, occasionally crucial goals um, for the Liverpool. But ability-wise, you weren't really seeing um, him carry that 2014 form. And maybe it was the weight of the captaincy because obviously Gerrard had just left. Uh, The next Liverpool captain up was Jordan Henderson. He got... And I feel feel like... um, he was adjusting to being a captain of being Liverpool and focusing more on leadership qualities as opposed to how can he help um, flourish with his own game. So I think he had that kind of onus on him. And then 2017-18 was really the start of the rebirth of Jordan Anderson. Um, he's, he's, he surpassed um, all these heel foot injuries. That were niggling him in that period of 2014 to 17 where he had a heel foot injury where apparently was affecting the way he runs just period. And remember hearing that comment from Alex Ferguson saying, oh, he wanted to sign Henderson, but he just didn't like the way he runs or something like that, which was really a bit strange comment. But alas, he's Alex Ferguson, isn't he? But yeah, starts 2017, 2018, you really see Henderson um, resonance begin you see a thriving Jurgen Klopp team a hungry young Jurgen Klopp team the really 
the uh, Jurgen Klopp team, who's got the gay guess, who's got the, um, sorry, Gagan press, full rock and roll Brexit midfield flowing. You can see Jordan Henderson really thriving as he gets to use his engine capabilities. And yes, he still had niggling injuries back then even then as well but you can still see the vast improvement that was coming and then the real improvement came in 2018-19 season um obviously after the loss of the champions league you just saw a rebirth in jordan anderson the southampton game away where liverpool um needed a, a win against southampton to keep the pace on manchester city with the most intense title race in premier league history where a draw was basically a loss um Jordan Henderson thrived in that game and he scored in that game. And that was the moment for me where Jordan Henderson went through second puberty um, as a footballer. And since then, he's won us the Champions League. He's won us the Premier League, um, Club World Cup, obviously. He's felt he had to fill in at centre-back in the Club World Cup. Remember that? Um, and he's had to... And he's won the UEFA Super Cup as well. And obviously last season... He spent most of um, the season playing at centre-back, unfortunately, due to the fact that um, we had that bizarre injury crisis to all our centre-backs, essentially. And then we had our midfielders play um, centre-back, and then Jordan Henderson picked up an injury again, um, which ruled him out for the rest of the season, practically. So now Liverpool are at a stage where they're like, what do they do with Jordan Henderson? He's 31 years old. He's the captain of the club. He's respected highly from his peers. He's respected highly from the fans. Jurgen Klopp respects him. So why are FSG stalling? And it's true. Why are FSG stalling? I don't want to go... I want to talk about FSG. Um, It's not just Jordan Henderson... With the contract expiring at 2023, it's a lot of Liverpool players. Um, I saw the list of Liverpool players who um, con- whose contract ends in 2023. And from what I remember, from what I saw on that list this morning, Fabinho is one of them, Grulich is one of them, Firmino is one of them, Salah's man- Sa- Mohamed Salah is one of them, Sadio Mane is one of them. Virgil van Dijk is one of them. Shakiri is one of them. Um, and obviously Jordan Henderson. And Grulich. Uh, did I say Grulich? I think I said Grulich. Yeah. So that's a lot of first team players. By the time we reach 2023, all of these players, but... Now I think, yeah, even Chamberlain as well. They'll either be roaming 30 or will be 30 and over. And this is the bit where I'm looking at FSG like, what is the plan here? Because in 2017-18, you realise the potential of all these players. You gave them the long-term contracts up until 2023. Cool, no problem. We are now halfway through that phrase or just over halfway through everybody's contracts that expires in 2023. What is the second phase to ensure that we don't have a rebuild job that is going to have to be revolutionary as opposed to evolutionary? Because in 1718, the rebuild job, I believe, was evolutionary because Salomone Firmino were all 24, 25. They are now 28, 29 years old. 
28, 29 years old. In the next two years, they're going to be 30 or 31. Van Dyke will be 33, 32. Fabinho will be 29. Chamberlain, 29, maybe 30. Um, oh, yeah, Shakiri, I think, as well. Shakiri will be in his 30s. That's a lot of Liverpool players with expired contracts, basically. Um, so, yeah, what do Liverpool do in that situation? Well, we are still in the transfer window. Transfer window still open. So, personally, if it was up to me, I would sell Chamberlain. I would sell Shakiri. I would sell Grulich. You obviously get Fabinho, long-term contract. Fabinho extension. Van Dijk extension. Salah extension. Firmino Armani. Unfortunately, for the sake of long-term transition, one of them have to go. If not this season, then next season. And I think how Liverpool are going to do it, it will probably be next season, which worries me a little bit because it's like... We know Firmino has been on a decline this season. We know Sadio Mane has been on a decline this season. Maybe we can attribute that to COVID, maybe not. We're not quite sure. Um... And yeah, unfortunately, one of them, one of the two have to go. One of the two have to leave Liverpool Football Club um, for the sake of the transition and somebody to get a younger player in. That's up, That's Michael Edwards has huge responsibility on his hands. Um, we've been known as the club to be playing, to do transfer negotiations as smarter, not harder in transfer windows. Let's think smarter, not harder. But we're still in a midst of a... Okay, not in the midst of a pandemic. We're at the back end now of a pandemic. Obviously, you've got crowds now um, returning, as you saw in Euro 2020. Um, it's been announced that Premier League stadiums can return to full capacity at the start of the Premier League season. So you know you've got your revenue to come in for this season. Um so Liverpool need to be ruthless. And yes, let's go full circle back to Jordan Henderson. Does Jordan Hen- should Jordan Henderson stay or should he go? It's obviously the most common sense thing to at the bare minimum give him a two-year extension. At the bare minimum. You've let Genie Wijnaldum go on a free contract. You've allowed Adrian to come and stay for another two years as a backup bizarrely I don't know how we ended up in that situation but we have um and yeah Jordan Henderson for all that he's done for Liverpool it'll be outrageous to just let him go in 2023 it'll be outrageous to even let him go this summer um we saw articles that were talking about um Atletico Madrid and PSG are monitoring what happens. It might just be agent talk. Obviously, his agent would have leaked this news to the Athletic, to the reputable journals, uh, journalists at uh, Liverpool Football Club. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting stance. But we know Anderson has had 
throughout his second PBS footballer, he's improved. He's been more important than ever. He's also had niggling injuries. He's also been kind of been at warfare with um, injuries, but he's too important to let go in a free. And Liverpool cannot make that mistake that they did with Steven Gerrard, where they just allowed him to go to LA Galaxy, where if Gerrard had stayed one more season, we would have seen Gerrard and Klopp as a, uh, uh, as a player slash coach. Do you know what I mean? So that's what we missed out on. And I don't want Liverpool to make that mistake twice with Jordan Henderson. I don't want FSG to make that mistake twice with Jordan Henderson. He's way too important. Have to keep him. Right. So in terms of transfers, there was a signing that was made. I should have done a separate episode on this. I apologise. Obviously, I was caught up in the Euros. So... That's just my fault, so apologies, I, I I didn't get to talk about him in depth, but I'll talk about him today. Um, Liverpool uh, have signed Ibrahima Kanati um, for £35 million from RB Leipzig. He's a young French uh, defender, um, built 6 foot 5, he's taller than Van Dijk, yes, he's taller than Van Dijk, he's athletic, he's fast. He's very good on the ball. Um, and he's very strong on the ball. He's got all the physical attributes that can help him flourish in the Premier League. And if he's under the wing of Virgil van Dijk, the sky is the ceiling for him. This guy is only 21 years old. Um, he done his special unveiling, if you've seen the video. Usually, you, the Liverpool media team do the announcement videos. But Ibrahim Kanate decided to do his own little version with his own uh, little friends and peers in, in, in France. If you haven't seen the video, check it out on his social media page. Um, yeah, it's, it was quite cool to see. Um, and you can tell, seeing little things like that make you see, make you kind of wonder, okay, he gets it. He gets what it means to be a Liverpool player now. And he's taken the number five number, formerly Genie Wijnaldum's, who has left the football club to go and join PSG. Um, I'm very sad about Genie Wijnaldum leaving. Um, I wonder what happened that we didn't give him the extension on the contract to just let him go for free. Um, maybe it's because of the amount of midfielders that are at the club at present. Not quite sure. Or maybe it was a wage situation. One day Liverpool and Genie Wijnaldum will leak what actually happened and we can get some clarity on it. And we can decide whether this kind of story will link to what Jordan Henderson's situation currently is. But yeah, Ibrahim Kanati, um, unfortunately last season he didn't get to play much football. He, he had an adductor problem, I believe, and he had to get operated on, which meant that he missed most of last season for under RB Leipzig. Um, and when he did come back from injury, he just couldn't get into uh, the side just because um, there was Upper Meccano and I can't even remember who else was playing centre-back with him. But, um, but yeah, um, he just couldn't get back into the team. But Jürgen Klopp has seen the potential in this guy and has signed him. And that so far has been our only signing. And um, you could arguably say, where's the rest of the signings? What else is happening? The Premier League Premier the Premier League games are due to start in literally a month. One month from today, the the Premier League 
the Premier League curtains raised for the 2021-2022 season. Um, so is it a case of should Liverpool panic that no inactivity has been made or is it too early? So far, I, I, oh, I can understand people's frustrations because we know how FSG behave in terms of money spending, such being penny pensions. Um, but for the for the rest of the Premier League, it's kind of been quiet. Obviously, Leicester have signed um, Patson Dakar. Uh, Arsenal have signed Ben White. But I don't really worry about Arsenal too much. Manchester United have signed Jadon Sancho. Man City hasn't haven't signed anyone yet, but we know they want Harry Kane. Um, Chelsea want Haaland, but nothing's been. But yeah, basically, our closest rivals haven't really made at least two to three signings really. So it's still very early in the transfer window. However, um, Liverpool are in a situation where. Liverpool have used 19 non-homegrown players that are currently registered. And I believe the limit is 17 or something like that, from what I read. From what I read. um, So, we're in a position where we have to sell to buy... We have to sell to buy to free up the space. Um, so that's where you'd be thinking, okay, if sell Shakiri, he's non-homegrown. He had a good Euros tournament. You can get good value out of him. We know we want to sell Harry Wilson, but he's homegrown. But we know he's basically surplus to requirements, basically. Um... Liverpool have to move on Origi. Have to move on Origi. The ever since that Champions League nineteen twenty, he fell off. Twenty twenty one, he was even somehow worse. Um, Liverpool just the the quality of forwards is worrying. After Jota is or after Firmino is basically Jota and Origi, who is absolutely not good enough to be playing at this level for Liverpool. That frees up another space. Um, Naibi Keita. Very, very controversial. Very, very controversial. But personally, me, personally, me, I would sell Keita. He has yet to make 50 appearances for Liverpool. He's, it's been three years at the club. His body constantly breaks down. I don't see why we keep holding on to this guy. Every time Jurgen Klopp talks about his availability, there's always a fitness issue. Fitness issue. His body just can't do it for whatever reason. And we have to cash in now. If we don't cash in now, I still believe we could get maybe 20 million out of Cater. If we don't cash in on him now and he repeats what he did last season, with the, 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 the return on investment is going to be so bad. We bought him for 56 million. We're probably going to sell him for about 10 to 15 million max. Uh, Minamino. It's another weird situation. He barely got game time last season. Um, Is he good enough? I still don't know. That's the weird thing. But the fact he only costs 6 million. I guess is a worthy risk. 
whether you keep him or not, I don't know. I don't really know. Um, you also got Harvey Elliott, who had an excellent loan spell at Blackburn Rovers. I'd rather promote him ahead of Minamino and probably sell Minamino. But yeah, if Liverpool are in a position where they have to sell to buy, we need to get these transfer funds done now because we're not finished yet. Liverpool still need a forward. Liverpool still need to replace Gini Wijnaldum. Liverpool still need to replace Felipe Coutinho, who has left three years ago. And Liverpool need a backup, a backup right back if they intend to sell um, Nico Williams as well. Um, so yeah, we need about three to four more signings before I'm absolutely sure that I'm happy with the squad. Um, so yeah, that's the situation we're currently in. And I read an article today that Liverpool don't really want to spend money unless it's a sell to buy. And if they're going to invest their own money, they want to wait to 2022. And that's where the sell to buy, being smart instead of actually using investment out of your own pocket to, to buy, um, to buy players comes into worries me. I feel like FSG want to use the money from their own pockets to build another stand. Fair enough, but at the same time, our rivals are just going to catch up on us. They're going to catch up on us. You've seen Man, City, Man United fans protest and immediately they got Jadon Sancho. So protesting works. Protesting works. We need to be at the throats of FSG. After all this Super League scandal, we cannot let John Henry get away with this again. Do you know what I mean? So, that's what Liverpool have to deal with. Um, and will they deal with it? We'll just have to see. Um, yeah. So, with regards to pre-season fixtures, Liverpool officially kick off their pre-season match tomorrow. It's very weird how this is going to work. Liverpool are playing two teams tomorrow, but it's going to be two 30-minute halves. Um, right now, they are in Austria doing their pre-season camp. Liverpool will be playing a team called Wacker Innsbruck um, tomorrow evening. This time. This time tomorrow, actually. And then um, the second 30-minute match will be against um, Stuttgart who we are more familiar with. They're in the Bundesliga 2, I believe. And then, um, yeah, that's the two matches we'll be playing tomorrow. So, it'll be interesting to see who's in the squad, who's not. We know Van Dijk has been training um, with the pre- with the preseason team, with the whole LFC squad. Do I think we'll see Van Dijk tomorrow? My honest opinion is no. My honest opinion is no. Do I think we'll see Joe Gomez, who has also been training? I don't think we'll see him either. Um, But they'll probably be sat on the bench just for team morale, all that stuff. Will we see Joe Matip? I expect Joe Matip to get minutes in. I expect Nat Phillips to get minutes in. I expect Reese Williams to get fitness minutes in. Trent has been training. I think he'll get minutes. I think um, we'll see Tamiskus. We'll see. We'll see probably Adrian. I think Carius is somehow training with us. I don't know why. Um, Grulich, I think we'll see. 
I'm not really sure who else is there. Chamberlain will probably get game time. Um, Salomone probably get game time. Yeah, and maybe most of the Liverpool Academy players. So yeah, that's what's up for up uh, up in store tomorrow. So, oh yeah, Konati as well. Obviously, duh, you'll definitely see him play. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I think because it's two thirty minute halves. Leogan Klopp's just going to do two, two, two XIs, two starting 11s. And it's only 30 minutes. It's not even 45. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Maybe it's just to see where everybody's fitness levels are at. So, yeah. I, I think I've got everything covered. I've talked about Jordan Henderson. I've talked the Jordan Henderson situation. I've talked about... The contract situation in general, um, with all of the players that contracts expire two thousand twenty three, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Liverpool do in the next three to four weeks before the Premier League season starts. Hopefully, I get to watch both games tomorrow, so I can do a little a review of what I what I've seen so far. Um, and yeah, that will be covered tomorrow. So thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Half an hour episode. Hopefully I didn't bore you guys with too much information. Hopefully I kept you guys well informed. Um, if you like this podcast, um, follow it, LFC Reactions. Um, and yeah, um, tune in tomorrow where I will be posting my review of the little pre-season games that we've played so far. And yeah, thank you guys for listening to Leslie Reactions. Tune in next time.